0: I love this U2 song. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. Wow. It's got the best beginning. And I don't know. I just like the song. Does it relate to economic development? Uh, Yeah. Looking for investment. Looking for prosperity. Looking for your company to grow bigger. Expand. Uh, So I think we're always looking for something. So hence the name or the song. Still haven't found what I'm looking for. Welcome to Exciting Economic Development. My name is Cyril Cooper and I'm the guy behind this podcast. I did the first podcast, a little bit rough, but the second one, eh, I think this one's going to be even better. I've also uh, set up a bit of an agenda this time. First time, i was just trying to figure out the program. This time, I think I'm going to figure out a little bit more, but yeah, it's a live and learn kind of thing. So, my uh, agenda for um, the podcast, and maybe my listeners can actually let me know what they think, is um, first of all we're gonna talk. I'll talk about a real world talk topic that is uh, hopefully relevant to you, and then I'll give you an economic development story, bring in some great speakers. They're not necessarily in economic development, can be in economic development, but they. Uh, also, can be you know someone in another field, such as you know, it could be a doctor, it could be a, um, it could be an accountant, could be a number of things. So, I just thought uh, you know I met some really cool people, some really smart people, and some of these are friends, colleagues, uh, family members, and I thought that would be really beneficial is to learn about what they have to say and what they can add in terms of their background. So it's not necessarily gonna be, as I said, an economic development, but it does have the economic development theme. Just so you be aware it is I'm making um, economic development exciting, so I wanna make it funny, engaging, educational, and uh, hopefully you'll be able to relate with me. And then after that, I will be just doing a bit of a follow-up and uh, just some closing remarks. So. Hey Anyhow, I'm looking forward to uh moving forward on to the uh second episode and uh and introducing our next our first guest speaker. My next guest is one of my closest and dearest friends that I've known since I was in grade eight. And so I think I already told you how old I am. Um his name is Michael Scott, and uh we've gone through thick and thin and all always supported each other and uh you know, he was my uh, brown face guy that did the Halloween thing. So uh, I think I'll talk about that a little bit later within the podcast. So but uh, yeah, so Mike has got a really interesting background in oil and gas and gas, oil and gas. And uh, he uh, did really well, worked uh, for a large uh, oil company and uh, worked his way up uh, throughout the organization. And then uh, he flipped over to a completely uh, different uh um I guess lifestyle or work, and he started in home care for seniors with his wife, which his wife uh Diane had started and he was he was a financial guy, and she was the uh she did all the work i think I don't think he did much, but no kidding, he's a hard working guy, so you know Mike and I are big skiers, and uh um you know, I certainly miss him not now that I've moved to Ontario in the last five years, but uh um, I think you'll enjoy the interview with them. Uh, with them, so without further ado, here is Mike Scott, with development. I have no comment.
1: No, come on, come <laughs> on, Mikey. Uh, sorry. Uh, how do I define economic development? Well, I define it as being a activity that generates uh, economic growth within a particular region.
0: That's pretty good. Very good. There, Very nice there. And then um, my next question is, why do you love or like Cyril or don't?
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a loaded question.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> well, I love him because he always puts me in these awkward situations that I have to find a way out of like this. Tactfully. So. Uh,
0: yeah, absolutely. My good
1: friend Cyril. Well, he, yeah, he's... He's created a lot of uh, excitement and adventure in my life. So I do love him for, for that sense of adventure that he holds and uh, and willing to explore and try new things, which probably are a little bit outside of my comfort zone. So um, he pushes the, pushes the envelope and forces me to push along with him. So I, I appreciate that quality in him. He's loyal to the core. Uh, even though he's been canned a few times from previous. I don't know why that's all. About. <laughs> it had nothing to do with loyalty. That's all I got to say. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I think we should be having a couple of drinks he, when we do this. I don't know if he was skimming some money off of the books or what, but yeah, it had nothing to do with loyalty. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs>
0: okay, fair enough. <laughs> Can is a little harsh. I don't think that's true. I was restructured out. <laughs> are you going to edit this? <laughs> no. Oh, well, good. This is gonna Live. This is supposed to be funny. So, yeah. Keep going. And then don't. Oh, I'm supposed to come up with more. Yeah. Love, <laughs> like, and don't.
1: Oh, I'm supposed to oh, I'm supposed to identify those three. Okay. So, those are the... I think I covered the love things, right? Yeah, you said to like, too, I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. Hmm. Um, you don't have to, you know, I mean, don't you're not comfortable? It's okay. <laughs> what do I like? Oh, god, that's a tougher one, actually. That's kind of middle of the road things, right? Yeah,
0: I guess you could be a total prick or you could be uh, just, <laughs> you could, yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know, I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. Sorry, that's, I'm
0: drawing a blank. That's good. You love me. That's great. So, um, yeah, there you go. Give me, uh, tell me what's on your mind. There any politics, life, etc. Oh, how much time we got? Three minutes, I sent you the agenda, dude. Okay,
1: well, here you go. Um, hopefully this is being heard in uh, eastern Canada where all these friggin' liberals are residing mm-hmm. that have the no couth and, and common sense, but still decide to vote for someone who's basically a racist lying piece of crap (laughs) in the meantime totally ignoring their fellow countrymen out west who are suffering greatly in economic hardship due to this particular uh, political party that's been in power for the past four years Hmm. and i think and i'm troubled by the fact that Eastern Canada has taken Western Canada, specifically Alberta, and Saskatchewan, for granted for probably decades now, but more so today than ever before. And the fact that they don't seem to realize the crisis is real out here is very troubling. And I question our longevity as a union of uh, 10 provinces and three territories because of it. Yeah, fair enough. It's, uh, you know, people have no idea how alienated and slighted the people in Western Canada feel these days. I have never seen such separatist um, movement in this particular province as I am seeing right now. And I don't know whether that's being heard out East or not, but it's trust me, it's real.
0: Yeah, I know that because that's where my roots are from Alberta, but um, yeah, I, I, don't think that uh, people out here really realize the severity of the of the situation there and uh, it's interesting that you know like you know becoming like separating with bc i don't know if that's going to happen i don't know being a part of north northwestern united states i don't know if that's going to happen i don't know if there's an advantage of being part of alaska like i don't know you know what i mean
1: yeah, I mean, yeah, the mechanics well, of it looked. is 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 complex, obviously. Yeah. Um, um, you know, there's been talk of possibly not being a part of the United States, but becoming an independent entity and ultimately a territory of the United States, similar to Puerto Rico, right? Yeah. Which would be easier to do yeah 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 exactly and 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 the and really the the biggest issue is boiling down to the driver of this economy, which is oil and gas, and getting pipelines built to getting product to market so that we can get fair value for the product that we're producing out here instead of being handcuffed at every turn by a federal government and its crony judges that
0: they've appointed mm-hmm. um to to
1: prevent that from happening.
0: No, I agree. You know, like the last time of like because you're not able to get the product to market, you know, you're roughly you are losing about I think it's 85 million dollars a day, um, yep. on on the on oil and oil prices. And then it's also about thirty
1: five percent discount on yeah. Western Texas intermediate crude, right? So thirty five percent, thirty five cents on every dollar we're missing out on. Yeah, and so
0: that that hurts substantially. But you know, Huge. there was one thing that we talked about earlier was uh, is a lot of people in Eastern Canada understand what's different from now and and from before, and like we had no problem with getting the product to market. So why now? Like why why can't we get the product to market? There in well the difference is we're producing a lot more crude
1: than we ever have before so which obviously means the demand for this crude contrary to the environmentalists and the green people the demand for oil and gas is more than it has ever been in the history of this of this world Mm -hmm. so the demand is increased we're trying to ramp up supply to meet that demand but we can't meet this the demand because we can't get our product to the markets that need it so so what is the solution in your opinion Ugh. um what's the solution to getting this economy on track or the solution to bridging this east-west divide um
0: probably the latter the bridging the east-west bridging the east-west divide yeah
1: you know what so i don't know if there's an easy answer to that i think uh I think the first thing that obviously needs to happen is the equalization program needs to be looked at and totally uh, revamped so that it's more equitable for uh, for provinces such as Alberta when they aren't in downturns such as we are today. Um, it's It's ridiculous to me that we're paying $20 billion a year in equalization payments to... The federal government, when we're running huge, huge deficits provincially,
0: mm, sure, you know, it's it's and it's it's just mind-boggling to me. Yeah, I, I think equalization payments is part of it, but I'm looking at more solution-oriented. And so, for me, I think the solution is is the the population density as you indicated in terms of the political uh, uh, vote and sway is in Ontario, and, uh, yeah. and it, it, I'm embarrassed as an Ontarian former Albertan that uh, essentially that there has been there's no um, that we don't produce we don't purchase our oil from Alberta so we don't shop local and we we essentially shop we we buy from the U.S., we buy from Venezuela we buy from all these other countries both Quebec Mm -hmm. and Ontario so we're the largest consumers but we don't buy from our own and I think what would would uh, as a solution would actually unite the country would be is to build a pipeline that provides the the feedstock from both Alberta and Saskatchewan to to Ontario. Because it's embarrassing as Ontario that we don't purchase our own goods, right? And if we bought mm-hmm. if we if we built the pipeline, that would unite our country, right? Because we're selling our product to our own, even though it's a little bit more expensive, but we're investing in Canada, right? And then like if you look at the the crude the crude stuff I know I'm supposed to be interviewing you but you know giving my tidbit <laughs> but uh, the crude the crude that comes out the a lot of the heavy crude that can be used out in uh, in Ontario here is um, you know some of the stuff you can't use the heavy crude from Alberta but Saskatchewan's heavy crude definitely can be used uh, in Ontario and so being the larger user. You know, we need to get to kind of the end of the pipeline and, and build and develop the plastics and actually bring build the plastic factories out here um, that are closer to the market because the shipping costs for developing the end products in Alberta are too are too high, right? So you need to yeah, be close. Yeah, so true. you need to develop like uh develop like you know all the 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 upgraders out is out in Saint um, Saint John's uh, uh, New Brunswick with the Irving oil and and that's way too far to 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 move it all. And so all that capacity should be close to, you know, Ontario and in in, uh, Quebec as well, right? So I think all that infrastructure should be built in. And I think that's what uh, um, Canadians need to push for is come up with the solution to unite the country.
1: The problem is you have one province, namely Quebec, that vetoed Energy East, which was essentially doing just what you're describing. Yeah, I know. But that needs to, and because they said no pipeline through my province, the Trudeau government bent over backwards and said, All right, we're killing energy east. Well, I know,
0: and that's because uh, you guys, according to the Q- Quebecers or Quebecers, or uh, you guys are dirty, dirty. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah?
1: laughs> so that's coming from the same province that drops about a quarter of a million gallons of raw sewage into the St. Lawrence. I-
0: yeah i know it's amazing right and hypocrites they're hypocrites oof, yeah. oof, this is going live dude <laughs> you're a true western everybody uh, yes i am yeah. Yeah. yeah good thing you not put, perhaps good, we should move good, on good thing you're not I, putting I, your too, address too too on, on this uh <laughs> yeah
1: hey, uh, so yes we'll uh, move on my, there my name is andre pickerskill i live in victoria bc
0: absolutely there and you're a doctor <laughs> And I'm a dog. Yeah. And a green. And a, and I'm a you're a greed, greed guy. Yeah, so you're a tree hugger like him. He's going to be on an island <laughs> by himself, like that poor guy. Yeah. Um, so um, you've kind of answered my uh, next question is share your intellectual knowledge from your listeners, from your background there. So maybe you can tell us a little about your background and uh, any little tidbit you might have.
1: Well, I was a uh, business manager in the oil and gas industry for a number of years and uh, left that about oh, 12 years ago now, I guess, and went on to run a successful senior home care company, um, which we sold a couple of years ago. And now I'm in a transition stage into something called retirement, which I'm enjoying thoroughly. You're very young retiree. Yeah and uh doing a few different things doing some volunteering and doing a little bit of consulting on the side helping with business issues and tax issues and things like that but uh most of my time spent working around my acreage and walking my dog and playing golf so
0: life is good Yeah, it's not too bad of a life there so um yeah i guess uh the last thing is uh, it's your birthday coming up november 13th there and uh um I could sing a happy birthday or you can maybe give you some uh words of uh wisdom of your of what you expect in the coming years. <laughs> And you're going to be you're 55 <laughs> years old there, so any sort of uh, hey, no not, personal information on this podcast. Yeah, you got to delete this yeah, now. No, I got, now
1: they're going to know I don't have
0: now. editing ability in the middle. I haven't figured out the editing part, so it was, it's only the beginning and end I can edit out. So anything <laughs> you say in the middle is fair, fair game. It's a
1: good, it's a good thing nobody actually listens to this. Series. No, we had
0: nine people. It was pretty good. Oh, hey,
1: that's yeah, awesome.
0: Spotify. It's sorry, on. Sorry, sorry, audience,
1: I didn't mean to. No, can, your, can you believe valuable. I have
0: nine people? <laughs> That's awesome, buddy. But usually we should have a couple drinks when we do this. But anyhow, next time we might get a baker's dozen after we're done. That. Yeah, we'll have to do another one. But uh, so yeah, words of yeah. wisdom. Well, these are your the closing well, remarks. There, uh, you know what? And how you feeling? And so, and any any uh any uh thoughts to maybe some of our younger listeners? My
1: words of wisdom is: there's no substitute for hard work. No matter what you're given with in life, uh, be it a silver spoon or a plastic spoon, if you work hard, you will accomplish whatever your your limits are. Um, I've preached that to my children, and they've both grown up to be successful young adults, and uh, I hope that uh, other people
0: will follow that
1: simple value. If you work hard, the good will good rewards will come.
0: Like it. Well, that's a good way to end it off, there, Mike. Like, thank you for being my first guest, my first uh, subject on the exciting economic development. And I'm sure you find okay, well, that. Uh, so. go work uh, hard. Go work hard. Absolutely, uh, we will uh, have you on here. It's Halloween coming up. I wanted to talk about uh, blackface and Trudeau. So, I don't, of those of you that do know me, my uh, background is I'm uh, Pakistani, um, but uh, moved to Calgary when I was six months old, a baby, and lived in Canada for 55 years, so really the only culture I know is Canadian. I have a little bit of Welsh and English in me, so it gives, that gives me a little bit of a lighter tone, but uh, my light colour is uh, actually, or my brownish colour is uh, obviously a visible minority, and... Um, <clears throat> I never thought of myself as a visible min- minority, but uh, there's been a lot of stuff in the news about uh, what's happening. Uh, I guess with Trudeau and uh, blackface, and a lot of, about racial profiling, and, uh, and and in a lot of ways, I think it's great. I think the 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 um, the cell phones with the videos, et cetera, have kept people accountable. But at the same time, though, you know, it's it's going a little bit too far, and and you know, blackface itself uh with trudeau i was kind of surprised about it because reality is you know that was the times then and there wasn't the same sort of sensitivity or or i guess issue around that and uh, you know i had a good friend of mine a close friend of mine who dressed up as me one time and put on a brown face and i thought that was flattering because um he wanted to be like me and it wasn't trying to hurt me it was more that more for fun and uh you know, it's just um, sometimes I think we get really insensitive and or sensitive about things and just feel that uh, we should, uh, you know, I, I think we're 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 anyhow, I don't know what this, the story is for that. But uh, anyhow, I um I uh, just wanted to say, though, is like what Trudeau did, you know, I, I think that was really unfair to him. And, uh, you know, I'm not really. Not that I'm a big Trudeau fan, but I just think at the same time, you know, it's, uh, it was really just a joke and just for fun. And, and at that time, it's okay. It's kind of like the same thing with Sir John A. MacDonald. That was part of the history and, and it's a good thing to learn from. And it wasn't meant, I don't, well, I don't know. Sir John A. McDonald was a drunk and pretty mean, but and did a lot of bad things. But at the same time, I think people at that time were accepting about it. So, Got a little bit off topic, but nevertheless, uh, I think I uh, get my point. Is that uh, essentially, you know, I think times change and things have progressed, but uh, I don't think we should fault people in the past for doing things that uh, they can't take back. How did Cyril Cooper become an economic developer, and how do you become an economic developer? Well, to be honest, I just kind of fell into it. I graduated from university, and I was a social worker at first. And I did that for seven years and worked with some really intense kids. And uh, I essentially started uh, a, I, in a program, I forget the name of it, with the city of Airdrie. And they it was a free program for them because uh, I was on unemployment insurance at the time. And they put me in a closet, tested me and see if I could handle the information. And then uh, they uh, essentially gave me a job in HR and corporate bo- business development. And corporate uh, business development was economic development, and eventually morphed into a bigger, um, more complicated, uh, or I guess, more 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 diverse, uh, um, I guess, roles and responsibility. And I did a, everything from uh, I was a business analysis. I did business planning. Did uh, also I um, helped in doing a lot of project management, and you know, helped in terms of building or a big part in building their new municipal hall, uh, the highway beautification project, the downtown revitalization project, and also on the um, on the um, the, the uh, sports rec facility, and just uh, start doing that as well for them. So I had, did some really cool projects, loved work for the city of Airdrie. It was my start in economic development. And uh, I think I've been almost in economic development for 25 years now. And so my first job at the city of Airdrie was great. But to become an economic developer i would never thought i would have been an economic developer it's a, a job like as i talked about this can be anywhere from um, very specialized and in investment attraction to be you know do licensing and so um uh, for uh for dogs and so what is really an economic development job it really depends on the municipality and the community how you become an economic developer is, you know, helpful if you do take the courses through um, the ECDE program, economic development program through uh, Waterloo. And uh, and then there's also points for conferences. Um, each province has a, a provincial conference. And then at the same time, there's also a national conference. So in Alberta, it's Economic Developers of Alberta. And then in Ontario, it's the Economic Developers Councils, Council of Ontario. So to become an economic developer and what actually is an economic development is most people fall into it. They usually have uh, some business experience, marketing experience, uh, or they're just straight out uh, of uh, university and uh, usually have to have a degree to be in economic development. But it is an exciting career. It's been really good to me. It's fed my family. And I've been happy to be a part of economic development. So that's my tidbit for economic development story. I don't know if it's very exciting or funny, but, uh, uh, you know, it's a great career. It's a good, solid-paying job. Well, that's a wrap on exciting economic development. Thanks for listening to my bantering and uh, for listening to Mike Scott and I. Uh, hopefully it was uh, a little bit of humor. Not really professional, uh, but you also learned something from us or learned something in general. And... uh Essentially, you know, I think uh, so everyone's got their opinions, and uh, I think you got to be respectful of that. So, yeah, I look forward to uh, you tuning to the next broad podcast. I'm going to try to be a little more uh, regular with my podcast. My next uh, interviewee or victim will be Margot Beggin, or Begin, and uh, she's got a lot of experience. She's an economic developer, and uh, that promises to, be a fun uh, interview. So uh, tune in uh, next week and uh, thanks for listening to Exciting Economic Development.